Listen, don't be stressed. We've, we're professionals. We do That's this true. all the time. We are professionals and we're back again. A whole brand new week of 2K Mads. Can you believe? How, the thing is, whenever I'm uh, putting together the little faux cover art I make for this podcast every week, I'm like, are we really on 217 episodes or whatever the fuck? Of the podcast. Well, we, and we're not even going to get into the YouTube videos no. of it all, which is at like 700 or whatever. Right. We done, I, and every time something is added and you add like a new title to the podcast, I'm yes. always like, ah, oh, that's history. <laughs> like it's being added to the canon. I'm always worried that I've named an episode that name before, but I'm like, I'm certainly not going to go back and check. <laughs> but I like, check I like, that kind of stuff. I'm like, well, maybe this is new. Click. <laughs> I check that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm always just like, have I worn this outfit with Matt Palmer wearing oh, a certain outfit before? I, like, has do, there ever been an outfit combo I, match? I do that when I'm picking the outfit. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be wearing the exact same thing I've been wearing for weeks. But yeah. I only have so many clothes. But I did actually buy an outfit because people were dragging me on the live one week that I was just wearing like a black T-shirt to Renaissance. And I have a fucking new shirt for Renaissance. Oh my God. It's like a kind of faux leather short sleeve but with like cowboy tassels because you know we're doing like a cowboy Renaissance-y a theme. A cowboy tassel? You whore. I know. I'm gonna look, <laughs> and I'm like trying to I'm like keep looking up and I'm like if anyone's Fuck. looking at me look at my phone I'm just like metallic see-through tank top for under that and I'm just like I must look like such a whore but whatever it's Renaissance that's the point. It's Renaissance era and if Beyonce's not going to give us visuals right. Matt Palmer will. I will be giving visuals that day. I mean hopefully it doesn't look a mess. I don't think it will. It'll be cute. And I'm sure you will not be the messiest person there. That we all know. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to 2K Match, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And it's a brand new week. We are here in a post-1989 Taylor's version announcement world. And before we get into that, Matt Steele. Yeah. How was your week? It was nice. Yeah. It was fun. I did a few things. I My friend Rahida, who I think is still in the live chat, um, I saw her in a comedy show oh, at, at Akbar, and she was fucking amazing. Iconic. Um, and it was really nice. I haven't been to a comedy show in a little while. Rahida is so hilarious on Twitter. Rahida is amazing on Twitter. Brilliant. And, um, and so it was really fun, you know... D- d- Feeling like, oh, I'm going out like yes. on, a, on a weeknight. Look at you. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like young again-ish. And speaking of young again, I also went out Friday night <gasps> with some of my coworkers. Yes. We went to WeHo. Um, and so I was like, I, who am, I'm a person who like, because I went out with my coworkers like two weeks ago. Right. And I'm going out with them again two weeks. Yet, like, this is wild. Am what I going to be a going outer I person? will say when you decided to get off the apps, uh, you were like, I need to be more social in real life. And it seems like you're doing just that. Yeah. Yeah, but don't for a second think that I was social to other people when I was out baby steps wherever I was <laughs> like I was still just talking to my friends and if a, a creeper when it was like I and me on the dance floor I was just like no thank you <laughs> trying to like not make eye contact because I was just like I'm here with I'm here with my people who I know all right yeah what have you done this week this week I similarly went out on a weeknight which I was proud of Jackson very kindly for my birthday got us tickets to go see Regina Spector and she played at the Greek theater it was a uh, Thursday night and we went and I generally don't go to concerts of people where I don't know their full and entire discography so I'm like I want to know every song as she let's be serious begins to play it and I so with Regina I was nervous because I love a lot of her songs from Begin to Hope but she has a big discography before that and after that especially and I'm like am I gonna like not have as much fun because I don't know all these songs walking in and I've got to say 
she is such an unbelievable and engaging performer that it made no difference. I found like three or four new favorite Regina Spector songs that I didn't even know existed. Oh, including damn. There's a song called Us from the album prior to Begin to Hope. And then there's also a song called Eat, E-E-T, which came out, I believe, on her 2009 record. So devastatingly beautiful. I believe I was crying by the end of Eat when Wait, she was what's performing. what's Eat about? You have to listen. Okay. <laughs> it's, I, it's like... I can't get into it. It's basically, but I know that the lines that made me cry where it's like, it's like forgetting the words to your favorite song. And it's just like, just listen to the song. It's really beautiful. Okay. So I really can't recommend going to a concert of an artist that you know a little bit of their music and like, because uh, that wasn't my vibe before, but I left with such a greater appreciation. Like the Greek theater is not tiny. Like it's a big, it's kind of like a mini Hollywood Bowl outdoor arena kind of thing. Arena is strong. Outdoor theater kind of thing. Uh, and... She filled the entire space up with just a piano and vocal. And you know, deep down, like when we did our favorite male artist performance videos, there's nothing I like more than someone sitting at a piano and singing with beautiful music underneath. And it's like, she's a fucking concert pianist. Like Mm -hmm. she's Alicia Keys level, like no joke as a pianist and has such an interesting, cool voice. I just love her so much. It was an excellent concert and I can't say enough good things about Regina Spector. Um, Other things I did this weekend, uh, we had a couple of people over on Saturday because Jackson's uh, brother, who lives in Ohio, was in town. And so we uh, had he and his wife over with a couple of friends and other uh, family members of Jackson on Friday. And then I went over to his parents' house yesterday because it was like... 12, 13 people, a lot of people in town staying at the house. And so it was fun seeing all of them. And then today I was so very lazy. I did very little to nothing. But we did go to an open house of a house that was close by that we would not buy because we're not rich. <laughs> but at some point would like to, you know, purchase house. So we're just seeing what you could get in the area. And it was like a little bigger. The, the main house was nice and very newly done. Uh-huh. And we live in a cool neighborhood. Uh, but it's it was like the square footage was like I'd say 200 square feet larger than my current house it had an ADU and like a little pool in the back how much do you think don't want to think about it well let me tell you it was 1.6 million Mm dollars and I was like for this amount of space like I just couldn't I know that whenever I buy property it's going to feel like because I'm going to buy in LA I just know I am and I'm going to feel like I'm being taken for a fucking ride because of how expensive things have gotten is out of control. But seeing it now as I'm like years and years out from that moment is I guess it's like therapy or it's like you just have to get tortured a little bit. So by the end, once the big horrible moment happens, I'll know that it's coming. Does that make sense? I know. I think it's good that you've prepared yourself for this. You've got to prepare yourself for uh, an investment like that. And I'm again, years in advance and I'm sure we'd find something that we loved. But today I was just like, woo. And so I went and saw that and took a nap. I was like, I am emotionally spent. It was hot out and the numbers did not add up for me. But now I'm here with all of you. Oh, that's beautiful. And couldn't be happier. I mean, you're such an adult, like looking at like houses, knowing that like, you know, one day. It's still Lord there. knows I've never done. I've ne- I like the idea of buying a house is nowhere near the realm of possibilities <laughs> for me at this moment. It's still very far away. But, you know, I, I made an effort to start saving several years of ago. Of course. And yeah, so I've which been, is good. My, the savings account is looking good and healthy so there's a world in which 
a home was purchased. Yes. Right? A, a world in which. A world in which. Where that world is, I don't know what don't galaxy know. it's Couldn't in. tell you. But it's somewhere. It's oh, there. This week I also did independent, like adult independent things. What was I that? made two gay mats content on my own. Congratulations. I did, the, because when he was at the Regina Spectre concert, yes. I was like, well, Olivia Rodrigo's putting out a new song. I'm sure the people would like to see some sort of reaction to it. So mm. I was like, let me set up the camera in my living room and do one by myself. And luckily I was in focus. Yes. I didn't mess that up. I love it. And so that was very fun. I also recorded uh, me and Travis. Uh, if you are a member of our uh, Patreon, you will know that uh, if you are a $10 and over a patron member, then you will get access to our podcast, The Chatty Cathy's, yes. which is where we each like chat with... Uh, it's like one of us individually and we chat with one of our friends. Yep. So this week I chatted with Travis, my roommate, and we had a lot of fun doing that. So like, look at me, I'm I'm about to like venture on my own girl. Look at us. And I am running the world. I'm manning cameras. Yes. I could be president one day. I, I'm now at the age I where, was gonna say, where I'm now could, at the age where I could be president right. one day. Should I run? Could you imagine me being president? No. Or like running for president? <laughs> no. I would get a really, really good running me. Like you I would, would I, I would be like I would like pick Hillary Clinton to be my my VP because she knows what she's doing. I don't think you have the temperament for it. And I think I want to say that as a compliment. Like I not to say that people who run for president are inherently bad, but I just think it's a type of like unabashed and like focused ambition about this one thing that I think is I don't know that it's healthy, but yeah. I would rather people with good intentions take the role. I just don't know if that's the I have for good you. intentions. You do, but you have the unwavering ambition to be president. Girl, the focus if you <laughs> see me in any of these videos you will know that like the focus especially in conversation isn't very direct <laughs> you, right girl you know that i monologue throughout everything so yes i don't i don't think it's for you but i think you know your heart's in the right place yeah i'd like someone who agrees with you to be president so instead i will just register to vote yes and vote as every all, chance i get as we all should yeah, vote, vote and that's vote where blue. this conversation was leading to, <laughs> to, to reminding was. people to register to vote. Hey, and they should. Yeah. Uh, are we ready to jump into the news radius? Let's go. The people are dying to hear this story. <sighs> I mean, even I don't, though they all knew it was coming. I don't know if anyone was expecting it this soon. I mean, this I, is right we, after Speak Now. I certainly wasn't expecting for Taylor Swift to announce that 1989, Taylor's version, her next re-recording will be released on uh, October 27th. She announced this at her final show in LA. I think it was the end of her, the first US leg of the era's tour. And it was on August 9th, so 89. A lot of the Swifties were thinking, oh, she's going to announce, she's going to announce. But with the Swifty theories, you're like, I can't tell if you're being like a QAnon person or if this is real. But you guys got this one right. Now this, you were on point with, to quote Phaedra Parks. Um, uh, she released the uh, cover of this and it is her smiling big. Uh, it, had, it has text in a way that the other covers do not. Yeah. 1989 is in kind of a white it's almost like written in like a big marker like that's a, like a little paint, translucent like a paint type of marker. paint that when you if you're painting on a wall at a, a boardwalk totally say? Taylor's version in like not no shade a papyrus-esque font in black all caps above that and then there the are fact ver- that you know what papyrus font looks like oh you would know if you, you saw it you <laughs> would know papyrus. you know the name of it I mean you're a font girl so. I mean you know how I feel about fonts yeah uh, and then there are some seagulls flying in the background I 
Sure. Is it my favorite cover of hers? Is it my favorite Taylor's version cover? No. But I also feel like the discourse around the cover has been a little very weird. intense. Like, yeah. It was like when I saw the Speak Now cover and I was like, oh, I think she looks like a soap opera actress. I don't love it. And then like I went on with my day. Like, I don't know. I feel like the discussion of this cover and like how it could be made better and like what's wrong with it. Listen, do you think any Swifty is ever going to go on with their day (laughs) when Taylor breathes? I don't. And I understand it as a Mariah stan myself. I get it. But I... I'm excited for this, and my issue is in no way with the cover. It can be whatever cover she wants. I support that. I need to know who's producing the songs. I'm very concerned. You know how I feel about the Max Martin songs that were reproduced on Red. Just pay the man his money. You've made so much money on the Eras tour, and you've given bonuses to all of these people that low, like I think total up to like $50 million. Max Martin Martin is not going to charge you $50 million to reproduce these songs. I cannot hear a like, you know, faux karaoke acoustic version of Blank Space. I just can't have it. Yeah, we want the songs to have the same punch yes. that th- they had when Max Martin the same, produces. Because yeah. you listen to We Are Never Getting Back Together, Taylor's version, and it's like, are you happy? Like, what's, <laughs> what's, it just is, I, I don't want well, the word limp to cross my mind. I mean, mind. listen, to the untrained ear, it sounds exactly the same as the original. Uh, <laughs> but like, but like, I don't know, people who consume a lot of music, especially right. Taylor music and everything, you're like, no, this doesn't have the same exact energy. And, and we're looking for the same exact energy. And I don't feel that way about the Nathan Chapman produced stuff, like the Speak mm, Now stuff, yeah. and even like the title track of Red, like anything that's non-Max Martin, I have no issue with her re-records. But Max Martin's a specific type of genius, and your collaborative efforts made these songs so perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Taylor fan, but not a big enough one that's not going to listen to the quote unquote stolen versions if the new versions are bad. Yeah, like I'm just not. Yeah, so, but I'm excited. I'm I excited. Have high hopes and everything. Yes. I mean, when it comes to the the cover, I I think the cover's nice. Yeah, I. I feel neither bad nor amazing about it. <laughs> right. um, I was surprised though. I was like, oh, Seagulls. It's like, I personally never saw 1989 as a beachy album. Right. And, uh, and when I said that, everyone was just like, what are you talking about? It's a totally beachy album. And I'm like, no, when I think of 1989, I think of like like 80s like pop. Yeah. That's what I think of, especially because the cover of the original album, it's a Polaroid right. and everything. And so I'm like, I think of the 80s and not so much beach. Yeah. And then I think Austin in the Discord was like, well, no, like there's seagulls on her shirt on the album cover oh. of the original 1989. And in my head, I was just like, I've literally never took notice of that shirt Me ever. So I think it's just amazing and a testament to like Taylor as an artist that, and I say, have said this before, like each fan of Taylor Swift really like, like is able to find such specific things right. about her, like in all of her songs. And I I, don't, I think it's kind of amazing that, you know, even like songs, like we were talking on our discord, we were trying to figure out like, you know, all of us, um, is there a song that we can all agree of hers that is not good? Mm. And we couldn't do it because everyone has a personal connection to something so specific about right. her. Um, and so I, I think that it's it's just interesting. It is interesting. I and I, again, you know, if, if the cover is not my favorite, I still think of her TV color covers. The red one is my favorite. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to get to... I've, listen to many great albums with bad covers or covers that weren't my favorite before and it does not affect my enjoyment of the album. So just make the production right. Even if it's not Max, it needs to be right here. Like over any of her other albums, this makes the biggest difference to me. So I'm going to put good vibes in the universe. 
and hope that the good vibes return on October 27th. Baby, I hope you get what you want. I hope so, You've too. You've earned that. Speaking of, did you see that she might go number one next week with Cruel Summer? She better. Everyone better stream that I, sound Because somehow Let's the go. Hot 100 has transformed into the racist 100. But I do think that Jason Aldean fell from number one to like 27. So like good fucking riddance. But... Taylor beating Morgan Wallen and uh, Luke Combs would be so lovely. And also, just, I love the fact that All Too Well went to number one for Taylor, because even though it was not, like, a newly written song, it's one of her best. So seeing it in her list of number ones makes me happy. And mm-hmm. I feel like Cruel Summer, getting that same treatment would make me thrilled. I Of course, in a perfect world, we would be watching a very well-produced music video for this song. But if I can't have that... I want the number one. Well, in a perfect world, COVID never would have happened and the (laughs) the lover era would have continued on and Cruel Summer would have become a single eventually. Did you see that the numbers are going up again? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it's... They're, they're always going to fluctuate. I know, so. but I'm nervous. Don't, You're not nervous? You, you will be fine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wear a mask a lot. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Do what I'm you got to do. Do what do, you feel comfortable with. I'm nervous. Um, but yes, no. Ideally, there would be no COVID. Yeah. And a cruel summer would have had its moment. But this is a lovely thing that happens uh, as a result of TikTok. So I don't say it a lot, but thank you, TikTok, for giving us the cruel summer resurgence. Uh, in other great news, Tory Lanez, the man who shot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot, uh, and refused to take a plea deal for some reason and has since been essentially mocking her, saying she's lying in all of the time since this incident has happened, has been sentenced to 10 years in prison. And to that I say, goodbye, sir. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't have taken the plea and why even now you're refusing to apologize, saying you're not going to apologize for something you didn't do. I believe he's selling free Tory merch already. It's like, this man is like the Jin Shaw of... You know, hip hop stars, and except, well, no, Jen Shaw did something awful too. Yeah, so they both are horrible <laughs> people who deserve to be behind bars, and I can't believe have the audacity to try and monetize this horrible event. Yeah, that is your fault. I mean, the thing is, if you are trying to make people believe that you did not do this thing, then you don't also mock the situation exactly. by selling merch like right. that. It's it's like, what do you want us to believe? Right. You know, because we're not going to be on your side for this. Because even Lord Lord knows, even if you didn't do it, like someone still got shot. Exactly. Like this. <laughs> This isn't like, funny. This isn't funny or amusing. And so it's just making us not believe you even more. It was so strange also reading so many of the comments online that were like, oh, really? He's getting 10 years for like a grazed toe? It's like, he shot someone. <laughs> Thank you. Like, he shot this woman. Like, why we think we can treat black women this way and that there should be no recourse is beyond me. It was, I think, you know, lock them up, and if it needs to be longer, do that. Apparently, California has something about, like, an 85%, um, you know, they must serve that for mm-hmm. crimes like this, so it's at least going to be eight and a half years. I don't know if, like, the time he's already spent in jail is going towards that. And, of course, ideally, high level, we all want to abolish, or I would like to abolish the police system, the jails, things like that. But in this instance, in a world in which prisons exist, that's where you should be. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right. I just, Tory Lanez is a no here. And that's Steele. Yes. <laughs> this time last week, we were chatting about your favorite show, mm-hmm. Big Brother. Mm-hmm. And we were, I think the quote was, well, at least nothing racist has happened yet. <laughs> and here we sit. <laughs> we were still in week one, motherfuckers. It's, we couldn't sh- even get into week two. I cannot believe how often this happens in the Big Brother house, but a Big Brother 25 contestant, Luke Valentine, has been kicked off the show for using the N-word on the live feeds. Yeah. 
what's what's happening in Big Brother in which these racist events just seem to occur? Um, I have a theory, but I want to hear your theory first. Well, I mean, people are fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then they cast people and cameras are on them 24-7. Yes. When you cast stupid people, you're going to watch them do stupid shit. Right. And so, yeah, what it happened at like one in the morning or like two in the morning and I was just about to go to bed yes. and I see on the feeds, well, Luke dropped the N-word on the live feeds and what they were doing is they were it was him it was uh, Jared Fields who was Suri Fields' son mm. uh, and this guy Corey and this guy um, Heisem and they were all in the room and uh, Luke said you know was telling a story about like he was I think he was talking to someone and he was explaining mm. where they were and I'm going to use the word man as a replacement and he said something like just very casual like oh we well, were in the cheese room man uh, uh, I mean uh, dude and Jared Fields, who was in the room, who is black, was just like, dude, <laughs> dude. Oh. And, uh, and you would think that Luke would say like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. I'm so sorry. You would think you would think an I'm so sorry would come out of the mouth. Did no, instead, he says, huh, a little slip of the tongue. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my it's just like God. that's the oh thing. I've my God. only watched the short clip and mm. just the like easiness that it yeah. came out of his mouth is like oh this is who you use this in your regular life it's it comes so easily to you yeah that was like, what was very it apparent. just was like shocking to me like what is going on in people's minds like yes you are being filmed 24 7 and it just to me it feels like yes they cast stupid people but like i bet there are stupid people on every one of these reality shows but they're not being live streamed 24 7 oh and yeah. it's like if all of you fucking housewives fucking vanderpump rules kids were being filmed all the time oh and my god being live streamed none of you would ever have jobs not none but i'd say a good 25 percent. <laughs> but it's like why, why is this still an issue? Like, I feel like as a society, we've all agreed what is and is not acceptable. And they're not hard rules to follow. Oh, yeah. As white people know. I mean, you can tell me if it's hard, but it seems like you've never had an issue. I've been doing fine. I think that's great. Um, and, and I mean... It's 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 just it's not even like a because like there are a lot of seasons of Big Brother where it's like things happen and like optically they're weird yeah. and you know they're like learning lessons to be learned and blah 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 and it's you know that's why reality shows exist to show like people from different backgrounds like sort of learning about each other mm. um, but this is just like flat out like blatant like racism one hundred one. That's the thing. <laughs> like if you're gonna say what's a racist yeah. thing that can happen, you'd yes, say this. You would say that. And so <sighs> uh, feeds went down early the next morning, and we were just like okay something is happening and then it was announced in the news that Luke was um, expelled from the house because mm. ever since 2020 uh, I believe uh, uh, there was a, a guy in the house named Memphis and on the feeds he was like saying something I forget what he was saying but like mid word the feeds changed to a different mm. room and like the word it sounded like he was starting to say the n-word mm. and so everyone was like what is this and so CBS put out a statement that was just like we uh, just like checked the footage again and saw what he was saying and it, it, it's confirmed that he did not use any um, hate speech or anything okay. um, and then in the statement it said any house guest that is caught, you know, using hate speech of any kind will immediately be expelled. And so immediately everyone was like, okay, you made this statement, right, CBS. So therefore he has to be, it doesn't matter what his intentions were. He has to be expelled from the house. And right. he was promptly. And it was dealt with on the Thursday night show, which was, I mean, that's a whole other topic. Like, 
See, I can't imagine watching Big Brother mm. and only watching the edited show right. and being entertained. Right. Like, because if you, because I, you know, follow the feeds and I'm thrilled. And especially like this year, the cast is really entertaining. Like, they're all, like, there is a character, there's a, a house guest named Izzy, yeah. and she is a little Tasmanian devil running through that house, just like so enthusiastic, so pumped for game talk and everything. Right. And so entertaining to watch. And CBS is just, taking everything that's entertaining on the live feeds and not showing it. And it seems like they want to, um, I, it seems like CBS is so worried about like making all the house guests likable mm. and palatable, um, because of their like demographic that they just water these people down and make them not interesting on the edit, even though they're very interesting in person. And so, you know, this incident happened and so CBS had to address it on the show, but the right. way it was addressed was very, it was very quick and everything. And they didn't really dive too deep into it, which like mm. a little bit I get because it was very rushed. Right. Um, but still like just, I, I can't imagine watching only the edited show and being entertained. That's by the it. thing is like, I feel like there were all these rumors that maybe there's talk of getting rid of the live feeds. Like, then there would be no show left if these are the edited episodes you're getting mm -hmm. that are such fucking messes. Well, I wonder, it's like, because Big Brother Canada has gotten rid of the live feeds mm. and it, no one in the US wants that because that's the show. Yeah. That's what makes everything exciting right. and why people get so invested in the show. Because mm. Lord knows we would not be invested if we were just <laughs> watching the edited shows that they put out. Of course. Because the edited shows they just put out, are, it's just like 20 minutes of them being like, oh, this competition was so fun. We're all in diapers. Beep, 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 with like weird sound effects. Um, and so I I don't foresee US getting rid of the live feeds, but like can't they like be delayed maybe 30 minutes mm. and therefore when like stuff like this happens and you want to not show that to viewers because it's, you know, it's not a pleasant thing to see. Right. Um why not delay them like 30 minutes or something but that way? I worry that would also mean they have time things. to cover up yeah. that this happened. Yeah, um, which is what the show would do before social media right. like horrible racist things would happen in the big brother house right. all the time before social media but right. the, it, the news wouldn't get out right um, I, I will say as much as you guys are having fun in the competitive reality tv channel and discord and Janie's watching the season people mm -hmm. are talking to me about it i really was half considering watching the show and then this racist event happened he's like you know what i'm good <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm all set even though he's out of the house it's like this is a good reminder that like i don't need this in my life i've just been given a real housewives of salt lake city trailer in which heather uh gay asks mary who was a housewife was not on last season and is now back uh uh but and also was caught on mic saying that she looked inbred the season prior. Heather Gay goes, so do you think I look inbred? And Mary goes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and they cut back to Heather blinking and like in. And I'm like, that's the kind of TV I need to see. That's television. That's how. Like, see, like hilarious, stupid shit like that happens on the live feeds in the Big Brother house. But CBS would never show something like that. Yes. Yeah. It's just. I, I urge us, Salt Lake City was not good last season. Watch the trailer. It is a lot of fun. I think you might enjoy it. Uh, and other news that's more positive than like a racist. Well, I guess the, him being kicked out is positive. Wayne Brady came out as pansexual. Hot. That's very exciting. Apparently, this is happening on a reality show that he is currently filming about blended families. Oh, I didn't know that. With his ex-wife and the conversation about his pansexuality comes up and he comes out to her and I guess the rest of the blended family. Brady puts it another way. Bisexual with an open mind, he says with a chuckle. 
Good for you. Welcome to the club. We love everybody under the umbrella and think everybody deserves rights. Pansexuals, gays, lesbians, bisexuals, yeah. everybody. Trans and, people. Yeah. Especially fucking trans people. And I love Wayne Brady. He's like in, incredibly talented. I've always enjoyed Wayne Brady a lot. So right. like happy he's part of the club. I know. It's very exciting. Um so Billy Porter came out and mm-hmm. he had an interview that there are two headlines popping out of. Uh, was this an interview with Variety? I don't even know who this interview uh, was with. But he says, quote unquote, I have to sell my house due to the strike. Slams Bob Iger for saying our demands are for a living wage are unrealistic. And just so gives him a simple fuck you. <laughs> he was set to write and star in a movie that uh, and sign on to a new series. But of course, neither are happening or happening at this point. Um, he calls out the anonymous Hollywood executive, saying the studios would hold out on meeting with the WGA again until its members went broke. And he also calls out Bob Iger. To hear Bob Iger say that our demands for a living wage are unrealistic when he makes $78,000 a day, I don't have any words for it, but fuck you. I mean, which, yes. absolutely. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. If the story ended with that, I I'd be thrilled. That's the thing. And it did for a couple of days. For a couple of days. For a couple of days, I was like, yes, Billy Porter gets it. I am so excited. What a great thing to say. Oh, it's like when the Big Brother house starts, you're just like, it's been great for a couple of days. I know. And, and if then... only it stopped there. Billy Porter then calls out Anna Wintour for making Harry Styles the first solo man to cover Vogue after he had done a Q&A with her. Um, which, okay, that on itself is like, okay, I see the call out. I understand if you're going to say we support gender nonconforming people, having a straight white man represent that is a little odd. And for him to be the first man on the cover of the magazine, sure. If there was no quote, I'd be like, I see his point of view. Sure. The quote. The quote. <laughs> that bitch said to me. Okay, and let me stop. <laughs> I know it's just a part of the sentence. We have notes right away. But I have notes right away. We as queer people, as men of any stripe, Calling women bitches in that sort of way is not something we need to be doing anymore. I think it needs to be thrown in the bin along with like, ew, vaginas. You know, like, I feel like there was a type of gay man that would be misogynistic in their own way that they thought was playful and okay. And that's not to say that, you know, every straight woman has always done right by the gays and queers people in their lives. But let's, I mean... A yes bitch, sure, but a that bitch, no. There is a very big difference between a yes bitch and a that bitch. That bitch is like, no. It's like we need to be respectful of people because it's like the whole point of being like anti-misogyny and anti, you know, it's like you can't tear each other down. We Mm. are both people and communities that are being held down by misogyny in our own ways. So using words like bitch or the C word to describe people in a negative light, women in a negative light is not okay. It's like not something we need to be doing now. And like, oh, like, oh, hey, hey, vaginas, whatever. Especially to the press. Especially to the press. (laughs) Like, like, girl, girl. Like, vent to your fucking friends. That's the thing. It's like you have text messages, you have iMessages, you have group chats. Maybe you have a Discord. Don't do it in your Discord. (laughs) But if you have a group chat, that's a great time for it. That bitch said to me at the end, how can we do better? And I was so taken off guard. Uh, I should have said, use your power as... um, Oh, use your power as Vogue to uplift the voices of the leaders of this degendering of uh, fashion movement. And then six months later, Harry Styles is the first man on the cover. It's not Harry Styles' fault. He goes on and goes on. I just, 
Yes, I feel like a that bitch. And I mean, I'm someone, bitch comes easily to me. I would, if any woman has ever been offended by my use of the word, please note that I want to mean it positively. I won't be calling anyone that bitch in any company. And I think it's something that like, sure, if you're a gay of a certain age, it'll be hard to work through. But this is just such a bad look that it needs to be a wake up call to us all to watch those B words to quote Nene Leaks. Yeah, and it's like, it... What I'm reading into this, I could be completely wrong. Okay. Is that maybe Billy Porter was in the running mm. or like maybe that's something that, you know, he wanted and everything. And it's kind of like, well, maybe the reason why you didn't get it is because maybe in the industry that we don't know about, you have a reputation of doing things like calling professional women that bitch. <laughs> like, and someone in the comment has said, Beyonce is that bitch. And it's like, it, I get that it's hard, but we all can use our context clues. Yes. He wasn't saying Anna Wintour is that bitch. He said that bitch. Like, there, it's the feeling behind the bitch that makes a difference. <laughs> and that feeling was so negative and dark-sided. Yeah. And, so, and I don't know. He was acting like it was crazy that Harry Styles was the cover of Vogue over right. some other. And it's like, Harry Styles is incredibly famous. Like, it, it, isn't, it isn't crazy that Harry Styles is the first solo man to cover right. the, uh, to grace the cover of Vogue. Right. It's, it's not like crazy. Right. But and it's like, I get the annoyance around sure, him course. dressing, uh, you know, in a gender nonconforming way and still living his life as a cis, cis straight man kind of being the, you know, poster boy for that. I understand that there's annoyance there. But we just got to watch the phrasing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not one to say you have to say certain things a certain way. But if it's something that's going to be like tearing down a community of people, then yes, I am. And if you're going to talk like that, like in a professional setting, expect people to not want to work with you. Mm, like well. point blank, period. Like people are, this gives me the impression like Billy Porter had acts some sort of way in a right. professional setting and people are kind of over it and don't want to deal with it. And that's why you're not on the cover of Vogue. Well, I hope that's not the case. I hope this was a one-off event because Billy Porter's amazing and posed, very talented and groundbreaking person. I want to believe good things, but this just was not a good quote. And it's also not even like Harry Styles is on the cover of Vogue being like, look at me, queer representation. Sure. Like, he's just on the cover of Vogue because he's famous. Right. And but it's like male they could, they could have model. thrown him in a tux. You I mean, know? Sure, like, of course. I, and I don't think it's his fault specifically, mm -hmm. but there is him being the poster child for, you know, gender nonconforming dress. I can understand being annoying. I truly can. Sure. Right? But then also, are we also annoyed for like, at like Prince for doing the same sort of thing when, well, he, was in, when end, he was in his heyday? Prince at the end was going into homophobia with his Jones Witness <laughs> well, stuff. So I mean, yes, that's a whole different topic. a whole different topic. <laughs> but yes, Prince has his own problematic points. Uh, the Emmys have been pushed back officially till January 15th is the new date. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's Martin Luther King Day. Um, We'll see if it sticks. Hopefully everything's wrapped up by then with I the WGA so. SAG and all of that. Fingers crossed. But everyone mark your calendars. Uh, supposedly this is just a rumor, but it's one I hope is true. So that's why we're talking about it. Britney Spears is reportedly ready for a tell-all interview with Oprah Winfrey. She's considering an interview offer from Oprah and sitting down with her to talk about the truth about what happened to her during her conservatorship years. This is according to The Sun. So again, it's not a great source, but I want it to be true. So I'm mostly reading this to manifest it. I would love to hear from Brittany directly. We heard she's not doing her audiobook, so she won't be like in our ears telling us her story. I just want to hear the story from her in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And this could be that. Okay. All right. Oh, do you think it's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, I I I don't see 
it being out of the realm of possibilities. Okay. Like I'm not like, oh, what a crazy thing. Right. Like, it's like, oh, I kind of anticipated something like this. I, would, I hope so. I just yeah. am hopeful. Uh, supposedly Lizzo is facing sexual harassment allegations from six more people. Some of the claims you are reviewing may be actionable, but it's too soon to say that is come, coming from uh, the representative for the uh, two dancers that are already suing her. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, apparently, SAG-AFTRA is supportive of Bethany Frankel's efforts to uh, unionize reality TV. This was in The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, they've contacted Bethany's legal team and let it be known that depending on production and talent, they may be able to cover them under their network code agreement. Oh. I, okay, and I say this, I feel like every time we talk about Bethany, I have to say, do I think she's doing this a bit for attention yeah do i think she's doing this because she wants to get booked and have something to talk about and for people to pay attention to her absolutely but at the end of the day i think she's doing a good thing sure so i hope that something happens i hope that they reality talent gets covered reality crews get covered the editors everybody does because they work so tirelessly and for so many hours straight that you read about and I feel like there was a guy off of Love is Blind who has a similar uh, point of view and I don't know if he's taken legal action as well but like would describe his experiences on that set so this isn't a NBC Universal Bravo specific thing it's just about the genre of reality and those people should be uh, covered and protected as much as anybody else yes well as someone who is about to run for president um, (laughs) I I can say that you know Obviously, when you're running for something like president or like as the spokesperson of something like you, you, at least I most people, I think, do go in with good intentions being like, I want to help people and everything. But like, you know, I also I also like being the spokesperson. (laughs) I do like the spotlight a little bit on me and everything. Mm. So and there and Bethany obviously likes that. Uh, Bethany, you know, even though sometimes she's a little bit of a monster, I'm sure there are many causes that she supports that are very good. Absolutely. (laughs) She's always the first when there's like a big natural disaster. She has a whole, you know, a lot of way of raising money and getting them to the people that need it. So absolutely. She's... She's a person with multiple layers. Many of those layers are monster, and many of those layers are helpful. And you know what you do when you have layers? You go into the Big Brother house so everyone can see your layers 24-7. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. I'd and love dissect to, them. Ooh, imagine Bethany in the Big Brother house. She'd get expelled immediately. I'd love it. Who I'd, knows I'd, what she would say? I'd be like, this is great. But it would I would be, be on those feeds. It would be. My eyes would be wide open. <laughs> While I was sleeping, I'd be watching them. Um... I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but some sad stuff has happened this week that I feel like we should discuss. Did you see that Sandra Bullock's partner, Brian Randall, has passed away at 57 after a private three-year battle with ALS? Um, this happened um, was it on August 5th that Brian Randall passed away peacefully after a three-year battle. Brian chose early to keep his journey with ALS private, and those of us who cared for him did our best to honor his request. Just very sad. Yeah. Such a young age to lose someone. And, and ALS um, is horrible. Awful. Horrible. Awful. Absolutely. Uh, you saw the wildfires in Maui. Awful. We all need to do what we can to look up where we can uh, donate because the 80 people, I believe, have died. This is the deadliest natural disaster in state history. Those wildfires started on August 8th and swept across Hawaii, mainly on the island of Maui, causing widespread destruction. Uh, an entire town of Lahaina, and excuse me if I'm pronouncing that right, was destroyed. Um, the death toll is expected to rise. Just look up wherever you can to yes. donate, because this is just such a devastating event. 
And lastly, I this did not happen this past week. It happened, I believe, the week prior, but it's kind of just been bouncing around in my head. Did you hear about the O'Shea Sibley story? Yeah. This was um, the dancer who uh, passed away because he was uh, allegedly fatally stabbed by a teen on July 29th while voguing at a Brooklyn gas station. He was truly just voguing and listening to Renaissance. And some teen came up and said, that they, you know, didn't like that. You stop doing that. Stop your dancing. Stop your movement. Stop your fucking joy. Mm-hmm. And decided to stab him. It well, I know like a fight ensued like yes. afterwards. Yes. And so I, I don't think like cameras were on exactly like where it happens. Like where the actual stabbing happened. Right. Like awful. Terrible. Just completely. The fact that like queer joy and especially black queer joy gets met with this kind of resistance that's not just resistance it's deadly like people would rather you be dead than have joy and express it is so disheartening and it's I think that's one of the many reasons it's reverberating in my head uh this person is a teen and will be tried as an adult because uh the charges are uh hate crime and the fatal um and also I believe the uh, the killer or alleged killers uh lawyer has said that he is a good Christian boy, and it's like you're referring to this man who allegedly murdered someone as a good Christian boy. Mm. Are you fucking kidding me with this? And it's just like if you are, if you see something that you don't like, but it is not hurting anyone, leave the motherfucker leave alone. Leave them alone. What I just like this world, you know. I try not to be negative, but sometimes shit like this happens, and it's hard not to think that like we are sick. Yeah, and like I don't want it to feel like it's beyond repair. But stories like this just are very disheartening and disgusting. And I pray for all the people that loved O'Shea and yeah. are celebrating him. And it's just, it's just devastating. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anything else you want to tell the people? Uh, that we'll be back. We are going to be back. We're going to be back soon with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Right, we did it. Hello. We're back. We're back. Matt Palmer, you want to give the commercial? I do want to give the commercial, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoy it, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a five-star review. It would really mean so much to us. It helps us in the algorithm. We only accept five-star reviews. As you know, anything lower, keep to yourself. Write yourself an email. We also would love to hang out with you on the Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash 2 mats, you can join the Discord where we chit-chat with the coolest people you've never met uh, all the time. It's really fun. And we also are putting a lot of exclusive Patreon content up. We just put up a uh, reaction to Tori Kelly's cut, that Chatty Cathy's episode that uh, Matt Steele recorded with Travis, and we're doing our Beyonce uh, album reviews. B-Day is coming up by the time this podcast is released. It's just a lot of fun, and we hope to see you there. Yeah. And so now we are on to Email My Heart, which is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at 2gaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. Or sometimes you can leave a comment if you are watching this on YouTube. Yes. You can leave a comment and be like, hey, this is for Email My Heart, which is what our good friend No Angel did. Yes, No Angel, hi. Hello, No Angel, commented on one of our videos. Although I haven't been making the lives, I religiously keep up with the videos. So much has happened already since this past Sunday. Quick Email My Heart questions from YouTube. Given how Renaissance is still impactful in the zeitgeist and mm. still very now, as we know time moves so quickly and fast in the digital age we're in, what do you think of the marketing and promotion aspect that Beyonce is doing for this era that that has captured pop culture with a mighty grip. Do you think artists moving forward will completely change their promo strategies? And which artists do you think could almost replicate the longevity and relevance that Beyonce's renaissance has achieved? Thank you for answering or considering 
No Angel. No Angel. And also No Angel wants to remind us that a new Tanache album is coming. That's great. Good no, for No Angel is our, our resident Tanache stand. Yes. Uh, to that I say, and this is in no way meant as shade, what promotion did she do? Like she, I feel like the promotion of this album has been uh, Break My Soul, put out the single, have it be excellent. She put out a remix or two. She put out the, the thing is, the promotion was the album itself is so good and so talked about like she didn't have the visual element she has not been putting out music videos for the singles the singles are just kind of happening on their own and then she's like giving radio dates to them and then she launched this tour that is excellent but the promotion this time around feels like it's just the art itself like she has such a grip on pop culture because the art itself is so good and forward thinking and like something we had never heard of before from her and a surprising but it wasn't like it was a surprise release. It wasn't like, oh, we're putting out all the music videos right along with it. Like the, I think the story is the fact that the art is the only thing that is selling it. The reason for the longevity is just on the strength of the album itself. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing, but very hard to replicate. Oh, yeah. Like who else could do it? Fucking right. nobody. <laughs> no, like no, flat out nobody else right. can do it. Like, I mean, Taylor could do something like it, yes. but she would never. No. <laughs> like no. Taylor would never do anything like I that. I feel like the marketing for her is half the fun. Oh, you know? she is all about that. She loves yeah. it. And I think Beyonce loved it too, loves it too. But it's so unique that she is such a powerhouse and a creative force that is both so commercially viable and so respected mm-hmm. that like to be able to put an album like out like this and have it still be the top of mind for people, you have to be a special type of recording artist and a special type of re- performer on this massive tour for that even to be a Yeah, and you have to work your way up to yes. that level. Like we were just joking during the break with the live chatters about Beyonce on the Tyra Banks show and oh. Tyra Banks being like, if I were a Tolstoy, can you do a Russian accent? <laughs> Asking these like ridiculous, ridiculous. Like Beyonce had to do that shit yes. to become the Beyonce that she is now. Yes. But yeah, Taylor would never do that. And I think it kind of shows how, like who they each are as an artist. Like Beyonce is like, no one can touch me. I am godlike. I will not do interviews. You will never know anything that I am doing. Everything right. is going to be a mystery. Whereas Taylor is all about queen of relatability. Yeah. You will know everything about my life because I'm just like you. We're friends. I have feelings. You will know the inner intricacies of everything I'm thinking at every given moment. Right. Like she's so communicative while also being like cryptically mysterious, but like right. in a different way than Beyonce. You know, totally. um, I think it's also ironic that our other two email my hearts this week are one is about Beyonce and another one is about Taylor. <laughs> Well, they're the two girls well, that we're discussing today, I the, guess. The people who love two-game ads, just, they, they know what the other listeners want to listen to. So yes. I guess I'll ask the Beyonce question first, yes. which we just got literally a couple minutes ago. Um, and it says, over Beyonce? It says, hey guys, I heard Beyonce was amazing in Atlanta. Initially, when tickets dropped, I bought three tickets in the Club Renaissance section, wow. and two friends paid me for their tickets. All good. Last minute, the day of, I just couldn't make it because I got s- stuck out of town for a business trip. Mm. One of my good friends got upset with me because I wouldn't just give him the ticket, and I sold it for half the cost to somebody else since it was the last minute. Mm. Now he isn't taking my calls or messages. Should I just have done him the solid because we've known each other for so long? Should I be the one apologizing? Thanks, guys. Love, Chris. No. No. (laughs) No. No. Like, those Club Renaissance tickets, especially, I know were not cheap. Like, hundreds, if not a thousand dollars. Like, if you can't make this 
you've got, I feel like for me, I would be so sad to miss it, but I also don't want to miss that thousand dollars in my fucking bank account. Yeah. Like it only makes sense to sell it. And the thing is you could have reached out to your friend and be like, I can sell it to you for half the price yeah. and then you can bring whoever you want, whatever. And if they had jumped on that, then sure. But the idea of giving away, it's like, why didn't you give me a thousand dollars, Matt Steele? It's like, that's not, that's like, not what on did the you, table. What did you do to earn a thousand dollars worth of- That's not product. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I I could see maybe being like, okay, telling your friend like, I'm going to try to sell this ticket for a, as much as it was worth. Right. If, if I can't get at least this much, then I'll sell it to you for a little exactly. cheaper than- Yes. But like, no, I'm going to try to sell it for as much as I can. Like right. your, your friend is in the wrong here. Absolutely. Like point you, blank period. You are in the right, uh, you are in the right and you are not the person that should be apologizing. In my opinion, you could end this with an agree to disagree if you'd like, and everyone can move on, but certainly don't apologize for something that you're not sorry for. And you shouldn't be sorry for it. Frankly. And also like if your friend is like not taking your calls anymore it's because like, of this. It's like grow up, like, babe. Grow you up. You paid for a ticket and got to see Beyonce. Like that's what, that was the agreement that you guys made. So what's the issue? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, wait, what, what do you mean that's the issue? So, no, what's the issue? Oh, no, 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 no. It's the friend who didn't get the ticket. No, that's... I know. I'm saying, so what? I'm asking the friend. What is the issue? Why are you upset with me? Oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, this question is kind of a, a similar idea but about Taylor. <laughs> Even wilder but somehow. Fr- friends fighting over pop stars. This one, I read this and was like, are you? Okay, just read it. <laughs> just okay. Read it. So this is from Lauren. Lauren says, Hi, Matt. I need advice on a fight I got into with my good friend. Let me start by acknowledging a celebrity's sexual orientation. This is a. Re- Let me start by acknowledging a celebrity's sexual orientation. This a uh, ridiculous thing to have a blow up fight about, but the subject comes up every month, every few months and we both get so angry about it that we stop talking for a while. This is also the only thing in our friendship that we really argue about. So it's the topic of Taylor Swift sexuality. My friend strongly believes that Taylor is gay slash bi and has come out in her music. She is passionate about her belief that Taylor also dated Diana Argon and Carly Kloss. I feel it is the simplest word. I feel it is the simplest words problematic to assign someone a label that they have not openly labeled themselves. So when Carly went to the Taylor concert this week, my friends started sending me messages about how this big ex beha- this is big ex behavior, and I told her that seems delusional to me. <laughs> Eventually, the conversation devolved to a point that I called her homophobic because in my heart, I truly, I it's true to feel like this is a form of old school '90s homophobia where we just label people gay because they seem gay to us. I probably could have been kinder or used softer words, but honestly, we've had this fight so many times that I felt like I needed to try something different. Her response was how it is actually more homophobic to say that they weren't in a relationship and told me (sighs) to check myself. At this point, I should tell you, both my friend and I are queer, though I don't think my friend has ever acknowledged that about me. I have told her several times that I feel I am somewhere in the LGBTQIA plus rainbow, even though I haven't found a label that felt right to me. I genuinely don't know if she doesn't remember or something else, but she never acknowledges this to me and often tells Tells me my perspective isn't valid in fights like this because I am not queer. I don't know what to do or how to approach this anymore. We haven't talked since the fight, and I know she's really pissed. Do you have any advice on how to deal with this or similar fights in the future? I don't want to lose her as a friend because, again, other than this subject, we almost never fight, but I just don't know how to approach this anymore. Okay. Uh, let's start with the Gaylor part. <laughs> okay. The whole theory about Taylor Swift being gay apparently is a huge thing. I'm learning more from the Swifties in the Discord about like how 
problematic and upsetting and like invasive that is. Um, to me, that argument is so wild. And by the way, I am with you. you in my opinion, much like our last uh, email, my heart, I believe you're in the right. I think this is weird to assign a sexuality to someone that you do not know and who has never come out publicly. But regardless, if this is something that keeps coming up and always ends in a fight, I think you guys need to agree that like, when you have feelings about this, I'm not the person you should come and talk to about it. If mm-hmm. you get excited seeing Carly Cross like in the same vicinity as Taylor Swift, you must have some other gayler friends that you can discuss this with and like have a fun time with. Be- you have to be like, this conversation is not one for me. I would not like to engage. But like, oh, wow, uh, look at that surprise song she did. You-, you know, I'm so excited she did that. There's so much Taylor Swift shit you can discuss that you have to be like, this part's not for me. Hope you find something to talk to about. Let's discuss something else. It needs to be off the table. It seems like her opinion's not changing. And you're on the right, so you shouldn't change your opinion. So just this needs to no longer be like, oh, you're the first person I'm going to think to talk to when I have a gayler feeling. Yeah, and I just think it's odd that like your friend wants her, wants her, like we joke on the podcast, we're just like, oh, it'd be so cool if she came on as bisexual. Like like, it'd be amazing. But like if she's not, she's not. Like we're not gonna force that upon her. And we're not gonna like say on social media, like, she is this when like we don't know um so i do think it is a little odd that your friend is so like gets heated that someone would disagree about the fact that she has not come out yet i i think that's an odd thing to get like heated about everything i mean i also just wanted to put it out there like guys taylor's gonna be fine (laughs) (laughs) like taylor is gonna be like it, it's very invasive to sort of like assign a sexuality on someone like i just find it inappropriate and like you but when you're famous, like people are going to talk about you regardless. And everything. Sure. But, but at the end of the day, like I, I don't think you have to worry about Taylor in this regard. You don't. You just need it's, like, this is all about your friendship and the yeah. friendship. You need to be like, this is a boundary I'm setting. We can't discuss this anymore. Yeah. It's not fine. And this honestly, to me, this is not this specific part of the email is not something to end a friendship over. But what is? But what is? The fact that your friend is actively not acknowledging your queer identity that you have been vocal and explained to her before, I think is the larger red flag of these two things. And I don't know if it's like if she's saying, well, since you haven't made a label, I just assume you're straight. Like that is a giant red flag that is kind of horrible. Like, I don't get that yeah, at all. I don't know if the friend is saying that or if the friend just like seems like the friend just like flat out forgot. But. And but when it's kind of like, girl, weren't you listening? It's like, that's sweetie, my problem. If you can make a whole list of who you dream Taylor Swift dated, that's a woman, and you can't remember you that, that your that best your, friend, your friend in real life is queer, then you've got some reorganizing <laughs> of the priorities to do. Because like that is wild to me. I guess you could remind her, but the blockage of her not knowing that or not acknowledging you because you have not said I am X, Y, Z, put yourself in a box that she's requesting of you is very, very much a problem in my opinion. So I would definitely get that straight and be like, okay, how straight, but I am queer. It bothers me when you make a suggestion that I am straight. And so I can't have opinions on things because I am a queer person and I have told you this and there should be no more discussion of it. Please respect me and respect what I'm saying to you. And if she can't do that, I do think friendship ending is a possibility because it's sure. like don't, you're not going to talk to me any kind of fucking way, like oh, no, sure. unacceptable. Sure, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I'm interested in this. It's like <laughs> I mean, if you have a follow up and let us know how it goes, mostly about the second part because like the Kaler thing is so fucking dumb. But I just not dumb on your part, but like that I don't get the passion, the rabidness around like wanting it to be true. Like right. if it's not 
true it's not to like I mean I guess like your friend really wants it to be true because like it'd be kind of hot sure <laughs> like they're both beautiful gals and it'd be great for them if they were together if they wanted to be together sure but, and, but like I, I, I realize I'm a person who you know has Mariah Carey as a part of their identity to the core but I also know that I don't know her like yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. I don't actually know Mariah wow, did Carey. You, did you just I don't know her <laughs> to and about Mariah Carey? But not like I mean, a <laughs> truly incredible I'm moment saying. here at Two Games. I Nights. know that she's not my close personal friend. I know that like I what she gives me is her music and her persona, and I love her from afar. But like her personal business is her personal business, and I'm not going to assign a sexuality onto her because that would be wild. Yeah, I mean, what if Mariah Carey did eventually like be like, "Hey, I'm in a relationship with a woman," oh. you'd be like, "Fucking great!" I like, turn, I would melt. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, "Outside, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it the whole time." It's like, did you? No, of course not. Yeah. Um. Well, I think that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So Matt Steele, I have a question for you. Yeah. What's been giving you moments, darling? Not much. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's been nice. I've had a good time. This yes. Week. I will say, um, for the first time in a long time, I for for some reason was not scheduled to work this Sunday Ooh. this morning because usually my Sundays are my crazy days I yes. work all day and then I rush up to Matt Palmer's and record this live stream um, and this Sunday I was not scheduled and I had a great morning good for I, you for the first time in a long time I did not set an alarm <gasps> and I slept Good and it was you. just amazing. And I was, I, I anticipated last night. I was like, I'm going to go out and get things done. I'm going to like get my car wash. I'm mm. going to do a little bit of editing, mm. a little bit of writing. None of that happened. <laughs> I uploaded the chatty Cathy's episode. But, That's what I did. And honestly, we all deserve days like that. I yeah. feel like as people who have multiple jobs, we always feel like the need to be productive. And there are some days where it's like, I will be lying here and playing Sonic all fucking day. And that's okay. Like that that's okay. allowed. Yeah. And so that's why maybe if I seem a little uh, less um, uh, burnt out in this podcast, then it's because I had a restful day. I love that for you. People are probably listening, being like, no, you still sound crazy. <laughs> I think you sound great. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, I have an unnaturally unhinged quality to me. Mm. That's its thing. It's just a part of you. It's just a part of me. Totally. I should say that in my uh, next Big Brother audition. Um, they'll probably watch the video and be like, yeah, bitch, we know. That's why we never call you in. <laughs> you never know. Next year could be the year. It could be the year. Yes. All right, Matt Palmer, what's been giving you moments? For me, I uh, just have to say, I did watch the latest queer content that everybody's talking about. Oh. Red, white, and royal blue. God I, bless America God and bless, God save the queen. This is a movie that I watched with Jackson, and he actually had read the book kind of recently, and so he was very knowledgeable of the story, and uh, we watched it last night, and it was very, very cute. It was, you know how I feel about gay stories, especially ones about adults. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, as an adult myself, I, we love teens coming out XYZ, but like having... Like seeing an adult relationship, even one as like fantastical as, you know, the president's son falls in love with like a prince from, you know, the Prince of England or whatever. I realize it's fanciful, sure. but it still was a fun and interesting watch. Uma Thurman's Texas accent is something else. Yes, girl, get him. <laughs> She's really swinging for the fences there. Um, the story is like, you know, a little bit predictable, but it's a rom-com. It's like, it feels good. And it was an R-rated film. And so, well, of course, it was not explicit. There were like legit sex scenes of like, oh, this is, this is 
a sex scene of, in a gay way that like we don't see every day. I feel like a lot of people, um, I don't know, I were maybe surprised because of the lightness of the film otherwise. Like mm-hmm. the fact that it had these moments that were clearly alluding to sexual acts. But it was like, this is adult. Like this is for adults. This is about adults. And as much as it was like a dream, like clearly the uh, Henry character who was the British uh, prince is supposed to be uh, Prince Harry. Like, he's just like, well, actually, I'm the spa. And it's like, I bet you are. <laughs> oh, God. It's very bad. You know, the the writer and director and producer, when that, that line was written, they were just like, yes. That's the thing. It's like, I wonder. Everyone's going to love this. Right. And it's like, I wonder if it started out as fan fiction, like mm. a lot of these big rom-com, you know, film adaptations start out as. But I enjoyed it. It was very well made well done and enjoyable it was like a fun popcorn romance movie the two guys very attractive and obviously. you know what we as gays deserve that we do to sit there and watch and be like oh adorable right. because I feel like people always because I you know have my opinions on Heartstopper that are some like are mostly positive but just a few critiques I feel like people think I don't like a low stakes trauma free gay experience film and I do the stakes are pretty high in this I mean like they're literally like children's like it's head true. of state I mean my kid when I'm president my kids are <laughs> gonna be fucking stressed I mean and that's the thing is she was running for re-election mm. and you know in th- th- her home state of Texas are oh, they gonna vote for her man. now that her son's a queen, you know, who's to say? Who knows? I can't spoil it for you. Um, but yeah, and then also the monarchy, they're not looking for a, a little gay prince. They're What's going to happen for, there? They're not looking for nothing new. Not looking for nothing new. They want to follow the path. The you know, institution has been there for so long. It just was like, I, I enjoyed it. It was, you know, a fun film. And Uma Thurman's accent's wild. <laughs> so, Do you think something like that could ever happen to me? Which part? Being Uma Thurman's son. Uh, no. <laughs> no, okay, that part is an, an absolute now. Okay, so the other part, yes, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. Well, you'd have to be either the son of the president or a British prince. So it's it's leaning no now, uh-huh. but I'm sure you could fall in love with a British person. I foresee that. Okay, if, yeah. if I could I like call him a prince? I could call my little prince. That could be my little um, term of endearment. If he likes him. that, but you don't like being called like a, a little, you know, strawberry bucket or whatever. I love <laughs> strawberry <laughs> bucket. Who's ever called me a I little like strawberry you bucket? you don't like infantilizing or like pet names or cutesy food related words. Um, I don't like it from... Someone who I just met. Oh, okay. But if you're in a relationship, you'd be open. If to I'm in a relationship, a if someone wants to call me like a little strawberry bucket, <laughs> I would think that's funny. Great. Like my ex-boyfriend, I still have him in my uh, cell phone as Fuzzy Spider Monkey, and he still has me in his phone as Baby Bear. But oh wait, I I really <laughs> I need to stop and vocally say. I hate that. <laughs> you need to change that listen, listen, as soon as we turn we this were camera in off. Co- we were in college. We were literal children no, in our first relationship. I understand that, but still. You, oh, so, oh, yeah, I don't change no one in my contacts. You can change that name. <laughs> I am I am gobsmacked. I did not expect the end of this podcast to throw me for such a loop. Because, again, we know that I love a delete. But yeah, even oh, I don't I, delete shit. Even if I, and honestly, in fairness, maybe I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cute in my way in relationships. I wouldn't call myself cute C. Uh-huh. You know how Jackson's in my phone? Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is who they are. Just it's like, oh, it's clear. This is who's texting. This is who's calling. I get it. Yeah. It's not, oh, wow. I didn't realize this is where we we're going. Because it's so much effort to like change that up. It's not. I can show you. We can do it right now. Nah, we don't need to do it. <laughs> of course you, you know don't I want like to. memories. I like oh. I like going down memory lane. The nostalgia of it all. Shock. I'm really shocked. Um <laughs> 
Well, I hope someone one day puts me in their phone as little strawberry bucket. I can see it. I yeah. can see you being someone's little strawberry. Yeah, but like if back. someone approaches me in person and they don't know me or like haven't known me for that long and right. they try to infantilize me, I want to throw up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you'd like? You've told us a lot in these last few minutes, but is there anything else you'd like to tell the people? Nah. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for watching and or listening. We'll be back next week with more 2 Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Vote for me. I'm running for president. <laughs>